I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. And hello, and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. I am your host, Shane W. Brennan, joined as always by my colleague, Aaron Chalk. And today is a very special day. We are joined by creative director at Publicist Dublin, Peter Dobbin. How's it going, Peter? Great, great. Thanks for having me, guys. No, good to have you here. Good to have you here. It feels like uh, when we asked you to come on, felt like ages ago, and then all of a sudden it's Christmas. And <laughs> now, Yay. now it's like I was like, that's not happening for weeks, and then it's like, boom! It's like, yeah, Halloween's over. Now it's Christmas time. Peter's yeah. yeah. already in in Easter mode, planning Easter. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> got to get the eggs in. Christmas was in July. Yeah, yeah. I've got three uh, young kids, so I need to. Yeah, I need to forward think. <laughs> yeah. exactly. So, um, how's everything going in publicity? Are you guys busy in the, at the minute or how's, how's stuff? Yeah, super busy. It's great. Um, lots of production on at the moment, uh, which is great. Um, so the last, I think the last three months have been yeah pretty pretty heavy going uh, in a good way. All great projects coming through. Um, something re- recently just uh, dropped for Island's Edge beer. I don't know if you guys seen it. Hopefully. I saw it. I, I watched it last Pleasure. night. Uh, great. Last night, yeah. yeah, so that's yeah. that's launched and uh, so that seems to be getting a good reception and everything which is which is brilliant and uh, yeah. I have a question. I have a question about that. Yeah. Okay. I think it might be so, we might have the same question, Shane. The last joke is that a Parks and Rec reference? The Jerry Gary. The Jerry Gary. It, he goes, "You call me Jerry, but my name is Gary," which is I think Jerry that, from Parks and Rec. Yeah, I think that was a subconscious thing. To be honest, okay. it's one of those. I loved it. Yeah, I yeah, was like, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I was, <laughs> the Jerry <laughs> Gary thing. Yeah, I think that was a subconscious thing because uh, we kind of came came back around to it uh, at the end. We we're like, do we change the name? Uh, even on the the day of shooting, do we change the name? I was like, oh, we've been living with this so long. It's like, it's it's the gag. It is Jerry Gary. We can't we can't change it's this great. at this point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's one of those. And, and, and the uh, the actor and Pierce was just uh, brilliant. brilliant His delivery is per- it's just very yeah. It's he just very, so it's nice. okay. It's not <laughs> a <crazy> mistake. <laughs> He's super like, nice. He was actually doing so because cool. he did um, yeah he did uh, a self tape from the taxi. Um, <laughs> I don't know where he was going. Anyway, he's on the way home, but he's doing self tape. <laughs> he's going to have an island. Yeah, edge. of course, of course. <laughs> Live the brand. Uh, but yeah. he was, but he was actually doing self tape in the back of the taxi, and you could see um, it looked pretty intimate. Anyway, he was kind of sweating and everything, but it's like you could just tell uh, this guy. He's just, he's just such a likable persona. Just everything about him was just like when he said it, he just brought a new, uh, new life to it. Anyway, you know, so it was like it it's couldn't. A, it's a really happen. strong gag to end on as well yeah I just thought even even if you didn't get the if people don't associate with parks and Rec, it's a great gag completely and um, and there yeah. was there was lots of um there were lots of other gags as well and we've got lots of different formats being rolled out so there's like tons of 30s and six seconds mm-hmm. and 10 seconds and stuff so there's there's more characters you're yet to see mm-hmm. and everything which is which is brilliant um but it was almost like it was a, a puzzle and we didn't really know what we mm-hmm. what way we were going to finish it as well because it was mm-hmm. like uh, we we're just leaving it open to see what would land uh, land best. So it's kind of mm-hmm. we're working with David Shane, and actually one of the um, ads that I'm going to be talking you through. Uh, he he was the director on it, and he was just one of these just an amazing performance um, comedy performance directors. And you know, but you just felt like you're in safe hands, and just every every time he just had a note, it's just like spot on, you know. But he was you'd always say the last the last. Um, Script writers kind of in the edit, you know, it, you just you just don't know. 
So, but we we're just delighted to see. We kind of felt like Jerry Gary could be the end, and for it to become the end, yeah, nice. Yeah, it was, no, it was a good. It, it was a great line. And yeah, like, the whole way through it was funny because I was like, oh, I wonder what Nyland this this ad's going to be as a Guinness drinker. I was yeah, like, oh, let's see where they're going with this. And uh, yeah, and I just loved that it was just gag gag, and I I loved that. Time. I was like, yes, yeah, like, this is great. It, it <laughs> feels like, it feels like it's a return to you know beer ads should be yeah. should be funny. They should be entertaining. They should completely. Uh, so it felt like a return to classic beer advertising, and it felt like you're you know you're being brought into this world uh, a little bit offbeat and everything, and yeah. all trying to kind of somewhere um, trying to cover their bitterness some you know yeah. not so much and and it's uh but i suppose it's about being less bitter you're not completely over your bitterness but you're less bitter <laughs> now so that's, that's the, and that's the kind of bit that we found like really interesting teasing out with the director the different levels of that we could play with in terms of the bitterness um yeah no i'm super impressed with as i said yeah. thank you yes thank you um i i, I loved it i got, got a good few chuckles the one who got bet in the fifth year so <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> it was uh <laughs> i when they when they kind of when she just read that line on it was kind of one of these just like you just can't help you know when your shoulders go when you're in like mass back yeah. of the day and you shouldn't be laughing and you're trying to yeah. <laughs> you're just like this is just yeah. hilarious um so no happy happy with it so yeah there's lots lots of um work going on there so it's just it's great to um yeah see stuff being released and mm. when you're living with it for so long just get, getting the reaction from the public is just it's uh it's really great because you kind of feel like the team feels all along this feels like it's going to be good right but you know <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's only when you, you you click send and you post it on on linkedin or whatever and like okay this people actually like this um, and we have a few more projects coming through that feel, yeah, this is uh, this is good stuff. I always think as well, from a creative point of view, you know you're in a good space if you, you you're questioning it. Yeah, because like because that means you you were so certain at the start in your conviction. Yeah. That then as time goes on, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. But you those blinkers got you here. Yeah, yeah. And that means you were so convinced at the start because like even when we were doing our our horror. I was like, by month six, I was like, Aaron, is this even fucking scary? I was like, I don't even know if we're going to get a jump. And then the minute you see it with an audience, you're like, yes. Of course. Or you yeah. see people like awkwardly giggling and being nervous. I'm like, like I was watching it down Richard Harris Festival and there was one woman just like this. I was yeah. like, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. But like there was a period where I was in the editing room being like, it's getting snowballed. I don't think this is a thing anymore. But it's, yeah, I know. But it's, I think that's, it's kind of healthy to kind of constantly yeah. sort of question throughout the process and kind of go, yeah how can we try different things and you know um jero always says jero internally you know mm -hmm. you'd rather be looking for or looking at it than looking for it um in terms of like just getting coverage yeah. um you know on a shoot or whatever it is because um you just don't you never know what what's on a script you know is is hilarious and then you could find when you piece you put that uh, joke in amongst the you know the full mm -hmm. the full piece it's like it's not landing as well, but this other thing that we got on the day, which was spontaneous, is much better. So I think it's like that's always something that we're trying to do. It's like let's get the let's get it as scripted and that, but let's let's play as well and let's let's get um let's get stuff from the actors as well. Let's let's um put them on the spot and see what they can bring to it as well. Definitely, uh, yeah. I think having that having that time to get coverage just makes everything because it also makes the stuff you're getting scripted knowing you have that buffer of time yeah means you can play with that even even though you're getting scripted you're like okay okay one for you one for me one for you one for completely me. completely yeah. and yeah. another thing that um 
And uh, the director on, on Island's Edge, did was, was he did a table read, which is really interesting because like I've seen table reads like Seinfeld, Curb, Curb Your Enthusiasm, all my yeah, favorite yeah. Uh, shows, comedy shows have table reads, but I've never done it with the commercial. And it actually just makes such sense, especially when, you know, it's it's performance and there's such a there's like eight or ten cast members speaking roles. It, it really helps. But I think that sort of stuff, it's like that. Um, you know, level of just uh, craft and just uh, just mm. wanting to get it spot on because it because then you know even before you hit the you know you start to roll it's like well what is sounding right what's kind of yeah. you know what I mean um, I think that's that's really strong and it shows his commitment to the actors because really? like a lot of people when you do a, a, um, a kind of montage type shoot mm. you can treat the actors in isolation like you would in the editing room yeah. because they're like this is this guy this is this guy yeah but just like a comedy stand-up set they actually roll into each other so by giving the actor the actor this is what's coming before you yeah and it's like or this is what's happening around you they then can morph like oh yeah maybe i'm not as much like that person but my character is more like this person completely up in my head. completely you know I mean? yes yeah i think that's that's role. really uh, and, that's really cool to see that uh, and and even like the the cast um they were around the whole time like all of the people that you see in the ad like they're like they're all around and eating lunch with each other and you know um watching the other takes you know in the background in in just watching the different takes and kind of you did very much feel like they were really close and he kept them really close as well. So that table read, we kind of, he did that himself with the, with the actors. We didn't even, you know, interfere at that point. So it's just, yeah, he's a real, um, cool. you know, actors, director. So that was, that was great. Great to, yeah. you, you learned, like, it was almost like a, I thought I was funny. And I got, yeah, and then yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, there's a, it's like a comedy masterclass, you know, yeah. uh, there's a whole new, yeah, there's a whole different level of um, kind of, funny <laughs> it, it's a great it's a great experience to get yeah do you know what i mean to be around someone like that and you're like i've learned something yeah come and then you're like no matter what happens i'm taking away something i've learned from today completely um completely yeah, no that's class that's really cool yeah that's really cool i'm really looking forward to what other one he he's directed in this bunch so yeah do you want to talk us through so you you brought three ads for us today um do you have any theme running throughout them or are you just like pick a mix bah, bah, bah. like i said like i really i really struggled to pick a mix yeah the pick a mix i'll go with that uh, I really struggled. I was going for different themes. And then I kind of, what I came around to, uh, with this one, it's it's uh, it's performance, it's comedy, it's really strong casting, it's real, like it's attention to detail in terms of broadcast, um, you know, uh, and that's, that's what I love. But then the other two are going a different tangent and it's not so much about a, a script or a really powerful film or, or anything. It's more about mm -hmm. a really strong idea. Um, the third, the second one more so the third one is, is a film, but, um, but yeah, it's um, the first one is it's a uh, Curry's PC world. Uh, it's called spare the act. I thought it'd be a nice one to bring in because it's that time of year. It's Christmas. We, we're just seeing all of these um, Christmas commercials coming out and, and as usual, 85% of them kind of have that sort of, um, you know, schmaltzy, um, you know, uh, yeah. get the feels going. And I suppose we I, talk about it a lot on this. Yeah. yeah. And listen, if you're if you're going to do it, uh, you know, Christmas is definitely the time to do it. And, and I listen, I and I do love it. John Lewis um, Christmas ad as much as any person. But um, I like that this one in particular, it, it doesn't go that way. And it's just it's mm -hmm. super funny. Uh, so it's called Spare the Act. 
um, and it features Jeff Goldblum and it was directed by David Shane. And I think, um, I, do I have the uh, agency? I think it's AMV BBDO. Um, so yeah, best thing to do is have a watch and then yeah. talk about it. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I know what this is. You don't. It's a jigsaw puzzle. Fake beans. It's a thousand pieces. Wow. The man at the shop tried to sell me the 800 piece. Just, I love it. Okay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hi, I'm Jeff Goldblum. Uh, I think I can help um, Maggie, I'm not going to lie, as a choice of a main gift. Gee, that's odd. Martin, it's, it's really odd. But here's the solution, acting. Acting. If I could take your place, I'm going to show you a little something, if I may. By way of demonstration. Just get up. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to be you. Watch this. Here, give me your glasses. Let me, let's change uh, persona. There we go. Yeah, there am I. Do I look like Maggie to you? Can you accept me as Maggie for the purpose of this demonstration? Okay, I'm Maggie. I'm going to open this uh, gift, but instead of the baked beans, I'm going to imagine that I'm finding that uh, item that I left so many unsubtle hints about these last couple of months. The Intel-powered Microsoft Surface. What is it? What is it? Here we go. How did you know? How did you know? That's exactly what I wanted. And how did you know? You caught me unexpected. I didn't expect that. And you surprised me. I love you. Thank you very much, Martin. Very, very much. Thank you, my darling. I knew you'd like it. And that's the scene that's good. Mm. That's the scene. Okay. That's the scene. That's good. It's, it's good that, you're, that you do what moves you. But that's the idea. Very good. Very good. Very good. All right. Okay, you try it. Make it your own. I hope I haven't interrupted this merry, merry Christmas. Go ahead, Maggie. Thanks, Martin. That was great. That's that was really good. I haven't seen that. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Is it two minutes? I think it might be two minutes, but it's two thirty. It doesn't. You just you're just enjoying it. It I doesn't find. feel it. Yeah, it doesn't no. feel it at all. It's uh, like I, I, I just love. It's a killer idea, I suppose. It like there's a really nice insight in there, you know, around Christmas time and just like just putting on the brave face when you do get a terrible present and just. I think Irish people as well, even like. You know, um, when you get a haircut or something, you're just too polite to kind of go if you're not happy with it. You're like, oh, that's fine. Thanks very much. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah lovely. That'll yeah. do. Scalped yeah, me, cheers. but that's fine. Uh, In your head, you're like, I'm never fucking coming yeah, back here. Completely, <laughs> completely. Yeah, completely. Um, completely. But so that's just it's. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just think it's yeah, it's a really nice idea. But there is. Um, yeah. And then if you're going to act uh, to bring in, you know, a Hollywood actor like Jeff Goldblum, mm -hmm. uh, he's just. Uh, well, he's so brilliant. 
And it's he funny. automatically brings humor into it. You know it's a funny scenario straight it's away his when he opens the door. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, completely. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and it's all hands, it's all like real gentle and movement. And it's yeah. like you're like, who is the and like anytime you watch Jeff Goldblum, even when he act, he's it's like you're like, What where is he pulling this from? He's not no. acting like anyone else. You know the way other people you can like see their crossover and in inspiration. Yeah, yeah. It's like Goldblum. He's Goldblum. I know, I know exactly. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum as Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he's yeah. he's one of those rare like you know characters that actually are actors who can just be himself and bring a little bit of a yeah. He's a, gets he's almost written into scripts. Yeah, and like you, yeah. You, you can only imagine him do the, do certain roles. Yeah, the completely. Way he, the way he just is his persona, his being. It's it's funny though as well because when I'm definitely, but then having worked with with. David Shane, I can actually see his notes coming through as well. I can almost see him uh, acting it out for Jeff. This is what you need to be doing. But I think from talking to him um, about it, uh, he's just Jeff Goldblum's just amazing, and he's a force. And like exactly. you know, he could take he could take the note and yeah, got it, and super polite and everything. And then sometimes his his mind just goes like a mile a minute, and he'll take the note, and then he'll have something else worked out and we'll be building off the note yeah and yeah, yeah he'll be like and <laughs> the director will be like how about that other note <laughs> but um yeah but uh <laughs> and he's like no, no i don't yeah know. yeah yeah I but apparently but, um, but he's yeah he's he's i like i'd be interested it's a as well it's jeff goldman he's brilliant um and the script is killer as well like i'd be interested to see but it's if it was if it wasn't jeff goldman it'd be a very different piece wouldn't it it's just mm, uh yeah. But I think, uh, but the other actors in it are, are brilliant as well. Um, in particular, yeah. uh, the guy and the fact that the he's, husband. yeah, the husband and um, the fact that Jeff Goldblum's acting is so convincing that he's seen Jeff Goldblum as his wife. And he's like falling in love with Jeff Goldblum. It's like, That's it's, pretty good. It's funny. It reminds me, I only the other day, because um, I just try to watch everything. Yeah. I, I watched uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. You know, with Nicolas Cage. I haven't seen it's it. It's Nicolas Cage. It's on. It's on um, Prime. Yeah. And it's Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage, and but like classic, classic Hollywood. It's Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage, but like his wife is a different person. It's not really his son. It's a different. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like Michael yeah. Jordan in Space Jam. Yes. They weren't any of his family. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, which I hate. I hate that a little bit. I'm like, just put. Your, if you're being yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. The whole thing is is essentially that it's Nicolas Cage in scenarios where he just does amazing acting. Yeah. In like because he is has this unbearable weight of this massive talent of being the best actor of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just that just seeing Jeff because Nicolas Cage is another one of those Jeff Goldblums where Nicolas Cage doesn't act like anyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he it's is just Nicolas, Nicolas Cage. Cage. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, completely. And it's just great. They're the type of actors that you can put them in something, and it's just like. Yeah, that is that is that is unbelievably funny. Yeah, and that is unbelievably amazing. And he can switch now to convince you that it's his wife. Yeah, he could switch to convince you. Like he could play, he could have played the husband and the wife and just jump yeah, back completely. And the, the the glasses. I don't know if that was a note if that was in the script or if he just came up Jeez. so good. But it's yeah, it's his it's his cadence. Uh, I think when he yeah. said it, it's just, uh, it's just his delivery is just so lovely. Yeah, there was a bit that I found hilarious in it that I, it could have been. Um, it definitely was was not intended to be, but when he comes in the door, it looks like he's walking into a doll's house because he is so tall. Big, 
<laughs> and it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. is every everything else and every other person just shrunk a little, yeah. like even by just twenty percent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it looks like he's like jumping in, almost like the human playing with the doll's house or something. Like Completely. That. And uh, yes, and uh, the wife has to move over, you know, to to, to make room for him to nestle in. Uh, yeah, he's sitting down. It's like it's like the husband is put on a like a like the sprung a spring is actually lower down or something in his seat, and he's just this. Maybe it's just because he's larger than life. Yeah. I think it's your framing as well. Yeah, completely. Because uh, he's framed halfway through the door on a tripod, so he's coming in. He's trying to stay in shot, so he's crouched. Yeah, he's crouched. So he's yeah, sneaking in. That's too, that's because yeah. it's a it's the it's it's your kind of mid to to close framing. It's amazing um, though because it's and it's super clever in terms of the framing like that as well but I, and i don't and it's rare that i don't i just don't even think about it when i see this i'm just so enamored by the by the actors i'm just so in that two-way between them that i i'm not even looking around the room and very much like yeah, yeah uh, it's just it's just background but it's uh ah it's it's a it's a lovely spot and it's kind of although it's christmas it's coming up to christmas and i'm saying you know um that's a reason to show now but truly I show this like all year round. I'm just like, I think it's time to like on, on the creative floor. I think it's time to put on uh, spare the act. And it's like the hottest yeah. day of the year, just because we need a, <laughs> we need to uh, laugh. Get there. Like, yeah. The, the other thing I think hat tip I, I to the creative agency on this is I love the high concept of it. Yeah. So I love the fact that it's like, okay, we could do a Curry's kind of uh, price point ad or whatever, but you know, many people get an awful lot of shit they don't want. Okay, yeah, we could do something about someone act with like, what if we put Jeff Goldblum in it? It yeah. seems like one of those things where you're like pitching it and you're like, they're never, they're never going to go for this. They, <laughs> and then they're like, we oh. can actually, it turns out he's shooting <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. the UK and he'll do a day yeah. for fucking very reasonable. <laughs> and we, we the script is written in a way that a day is fucking all we need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'd say, I'd say, um, I wonder if they wrote it for Jeff Goldblum or yet they found out Jeff Goldblum was, okay, let's, we have to write yeah. this dialogue differently or, you know, yeah, it's because yeah, uh, yeah. it's uh, or if they kind of kept it a little bit open as well. Like, I, I wonder how much of that those words I'd like or to think expressly written. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, but you'd you'd have to give them the freedom, wouldn't you? It's like, you know, yeah. the spirit of, of what, what we need. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. the spirit of it is uh, what we need. We don't need it word for word. But I, I love the fact even the like calling out the like i forget the name of the computer or the tablet but like it yeah. was it's so long-winded the surface but like it's getting it's it really detailed the product yeah. and it's like they don't yeah. shy away from it they're just like yeah. um so that part of it they're like well we know as well it's a retail ad as well and we mm -hmm. you know it's we have to get something in there yeah but it's, yeah, yeah but, but we can get away with it joke. yeah yeah it yeah, works yeah, as a joke yeah, yeah. exactly it works as a joke um, but I think we, we've talked about that a few times on, on this with different episodes that involve kind of very particular celebrities. We talked about it with the Super Bowl one with Doritos with Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen. Um, we were wondering kind of around, well, like, you can't really write that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't really. Now, I know that was directed by Seth Rogen's creative partner, Ethan Goldblum mm -hmm. or Goldberg. And um, so he probably was like, yeah, let's just talk about Doritos. Just just here's the idea. Yes. Circle around it because you're, you're employing them to be to be their character you know what i mean completely. this character so like while i think it would you'd write a script i think you'd write a script that you're like this is where we want to get to you're going to pretend to be the wife talk about how much like go do this but like gold bloom it yeah <laughs> you know what i mean completely it's like go like like it's like land somewhere around here and on the day we'll we'll keep moving with it because i think if you yeah. give we're prescriptive to him 
I, I think you'd lose a bit you'd of You'd lose maybe. the magic, um, yeah, completely. Yeah. You don't you don't want to tame that beast. He needs to be just him, yeah. you know? You you wonder, though, as such a big actor, because I always think it could go two ways. Mm. So he could go, because he's, he's just getting a payday, he's in a commercial, right? So he's yeah. kind of like, okay, yeah, pay me my fee, and I will read the words exactly, and I'll go blim it. Mm. Or, don't, don't give me a script. Tell me what you want me to do, and we'll do two takes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, which way is it going to be? Is he willing to put himself into it for the fee, or is he willing to, like, no, 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 where's the script? And that's what you're getting. Yeah. That's what I signed off. It's interesting. I, I'd, say, I'd say everyone's different. Completely. I, I don't know what it's... Like, I know that um, from listening to uh, some podcasts in the States, uh, some advertising comp- uh, podcasts, um, like, it seems like celebrities really do go... When they commit... Like they really do go all in and like they don't they're like for instance kevin bacon i don't know if you saw that kevin bacon commercial where, commercial where it was like the uh the, stuff. the witch the ee stuff in the uk uh no it was i'm gonna explain it really badly now but it was kind of like uh a, a, a kevin bacon super fan and basically uh but it was kevin bacon it's like so in in full like dressed up and you know prosthetics and stuff like that and it, it, the whole thing is around I think it's like having, um, it was for enter- like, uh, is it entertainment sort of right. like having all of your, uh, your, your movies at your fingertips or whatever, but it was him <laughs> acting out like he wasn't, uh, like he's just a super fan, but he actually is Kevin Bacon, but it was just done really well. And I hear like he was a pro and like Kevin Bacon in every sort of commercial, he's done quite a few. He's just always a pro. And from talking to david jeff was the same it was just like they just want to nail it they almost they they treat it like well this is just like i'm going to treat this as serious as a wood film mm-hmm. i don't know if that's like um and i think in the states because it's just you know it's the buyouts are so big and it, they're the scale of it all is just they need to it just needs to be uh, they need to bring it or, or i don't know what but um it's less of it's less of a sort of a I don't know if some celebrities kind of get into commercials in here in the UK, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. it's not as, you know, it's not as advertising. It's almost like you need to kind of sell them on the, you know, the show them the wedge or, you know, they really need to buy into it, you know? Um, um, the other option could be like of the last probably two decades being in an ad in um, in the West isn't as frowned upon for a movie star. Mm-hmm. Whereas remember back when Brad Pitt would be in a Japanese whiskey commercial, mm. but he wouldn't be in a commercial in the US because it's the same as when HBO essentially changed TV, whereas you wouldn't have been on television because you're a movie star. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're not going to bring down your price entry point to be in movies by putting you in TV because now you can't ask for 10 million a picture because you've done something for a million. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think potentially, and then also with the kind of discontinuation of DVD sales and therefore the lack of profit that movies make based on that, mm-hmm. that maybe actors were like, like it's less frowned upon. It doesn't bring down your stock anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, this is like commercials is a valuable like source of revenue for me now. And they're well-written. They're not, it's not frowned upon. TV's okay. It's actually good for my brand. If the, if the commercial is, like gold bloomed yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean sure look um, at look at look at ryan reynolds you know starting a hollywood movie yeah. star now it's like yeah he's got his own agency and he's got his own brands and he's the client on it and you know he does what he wants and it's uh it's that's that's a testament to it you know 
we we talked about this on was it the Warburton's ad with sliced alone in it, and we were talking, mm-hmm. and we kind of oh yeah hypothesized that potentially the Expendables two would have been shooting in the UK at the time and would have been coming out within the next six months, and he's essentially being an Expendables character yeah. in the ad. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's double marketing. He's marketing his film by being in a Warburton's ad. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, that's that makes sense. You know what I yeah. mean? They can see the value of the business. Whereas I think before, like you said about Ryan Reynolds, yeah. he's at the business table now as opposed to just being a face. Yeah, yeah. So completely. I think they understand their value yeah. a bit more and can kind of appreciate it. But yeah, no, that's cool to hear that Jeff was all in. <laughs> yeah. that, that gives me, I'm delighted with that. Yeah, 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 I know. He's <laughs> such a lovely guy. You just don't want anything yeah. to tarnish that. <laughs> oh God, no. Um, right, so let's go for your second ad. Yeah, so the second one, uh, um, so this, uh, let me just see. Um, yeah, this these guys uh, came, they actually did a, um, a talk with us, a remote talk, um, the guys from Leo Burnett in Chicago, um, Sam Shepard, and I, I forget the name of the strategist, um, but it was basically uh, to bring us through the lost class. So this is, I don't know if you guys are familiar, it's, it's, it, it did hugely well at the, um, the different festivals, um, but it's a really, really strong piece of work. It's a, it's a real shift in terms of tone um okay. but just getting a an understanding into uh what it took to bring this piece to life was just i was like just blown away it's it's the sort of thing where you see the case study and it's you know the, the hairs in your arms stand up you're just like oh, this is the most powerful thing ever and then when you hear what went into it to uh, to get them there it's uh, incredibly um you know powerful um so like the the Maybe the best thing to do is to have a look and then we can talk about it after. does bear some responsibility. They do need to come to no, the table. No, we absolutely do not. The choice to own a firearm is ours to make. To take those guns away is an infringement on their rights. We've got a story for you coming up about something that just happened in Las Vegas that you will not believe. Let me begin by telling you what an honor it is to be here to help celebrate your graduation. David Keene, a former president of the NRA and a current board member of the gun group, thought he was practicing his address to James Madison Academy. But that school does not exist. Follow your dream and make it a reality. It is a dramatic thing to watch a sitting NRA board member telling 3,000 empty chairs that they need to follow their hopes and dreams. The shot from above of the thousands of empty chairs is really astounding. some will continue to fight to gut the Second Amendment. Many of you will be among those who stand up and prevent them from succeeding. Fucking hell. 
That yeah. was I'd not seen. Yeah, you never seen Jesus. that. No, Aaron, my you jaw, literally, you probably saw my jaw actually dropped I, I, when I yeah. saw the thumbnail. I've never actually seen the case study. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's insane. It's yeah, it's it's super powerful. It's one of those where you just like, yeah, even like every time you see the case study, or I'm just like, oh, shivers, just like, uh, but it's um, it's really interesting. The, the the reason kind of uh, I like it so much as well because. There's been so many really uh, powerful sort of um, anti-gun campaigns mm -hmm. with Sandy Hook and, and everything in the past. Uh, but this was the one um, that went directly after the NRA. Um, so, and that had never been done before. They were kind of seen as untouchable, you know, and uh, this proved that they aren't, you know, and there was, uh, so that was the, the first thing strategically when they were talking about it, I'm like, when the guys did the talk in, it, with publicists, um, I just thought that's such a brave move. Um, mm. So brave. Um, but then there were things, and, and then they kind of talked about, okay, if we're going to do this, um, the NRA are just so, um, you know, they, 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 they'll do the background checks. You know, they want to make sure that they, the people that they put forward, especially if it's a former president of the NRA or on the board, they want to make sure that they're not, send them into something that they shouldn't be in so the guys had to uh did the agency and uh, change the ref they had to make sure they had to create this um school called the, i think it was the james madison school so and they had to give it a an, an ethos and so they kind of based it off you know um yeah the 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 amendment you know so it kind of came from a place of the person who set this school up was all mm -hmm. pro guns and everything so it was like you know even in the logo that they did there was a kind of a nod to it and uh, the website was it was just all of those details that you know if you slipped up in any stage the whole thing would have fallen through and they were going at this for months and months and apparently they had to keep the team really tight like and, and not like if you look at the credits there's lots of people on there now but at one point it was just there was just a core team on it and the stress of it just seemed um insane but you know working towards a and one of these things it's it's you know it's a pro bono it's you know you're all it's it's for the for the good of it and they just all bought into it and um yeah just a lovely piece yeah so so powerful in a sense that like as you said there has been some amazing anti-gun like work and print and all mm. over advertising over the last um of over yeah the last decade two decades like um but what i really enjoyed like this one was it really lands home with it's it's not talking about the moment or the incident because this was all a bunch of different shootings yeah the fact that they are referring to a milestone that's a huge deal in the states which is your graduation because um that they won't actually get to. And a lot of people, I think when you find these tragedies happen, people say that, that you know, they won't get married or they won't buy a house. Yeah. I think because they say it so often, it can be lost. But to see those chairs and then to have a speaker. So I was kind of like originally before they dropped the bombshell about who the speaker was. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, this is interesting. They're going to film the speech. I was like, I wonder who it's going to be from. And then the fact that it was a trap. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. This is, that's, that's great. That's exactly like 
that lands you're like yeah now this the 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 juxtaposition of who's talking and what they're talking about really lands home who they were meant to be talking to completely and like even that line it's like i'm sure some of you will stand up for the second amendment i was like jesus christ this is this is hard but needed completely you know what i mean yeah that's what's yeah. super impressive about it that's needed I'm, I'm just so interested i know it's different over there mm-hmm. but like how what did he sign before so that's that where my head's gone to like what was the lawsuit the paperwork must have been uh uh you know watertight before yeah. it goes to them yeah i don't i don't even know I, I i'm not sure but i was like i was wondering what happened after because it, so yeah. this was the rehearsal um for for the for the talk so the the students were going to be coming the next day so it's just to get and mm-hmm. um, make sure sound is right and everything um so then they got the footage and then they were quick they just got it out there and there was just this oh uh how are they going to mm-hmm. respond and they they didn't the nra didn't, didn't they just they just yeah they just decided not to do anything apparently right um okay. but yeah i don't know in terms of the um yeah the paperwork and all that i'm, I'm not sure but it was uh I just think in terms of like back to your point in, in terms of the uh, 3044, like the, the deck chairs or whatever. I think sometimes in advertising, you know, when you put out a large figure, it's almost you take the human aspect out of it. And it's, it's almost it's like even if it's a really um, huge figure, it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't really mean anything to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to making it personal. And and I think 3044 when you see the deck chairs, when you see that visual though, it's just now like a large figure, just it completely just clicks and it's just, it's, Mm -hmm. it's super powerful. And the fact that he's kind of standing there like this, this, um, you know, this NRA spokesman standing there delivering this, uh, you're all, they're almost turning him into an anti-gun advocate on stage delivering a thing. So like, it's just, there are so many layers to it where you're just like, Oh, that was just super, super smart. What I think is really cool visually, it really reminded me of, you know, the military graveyards in the States, yeah. the white tombstones and the perfect precision of the distance between them. Yeah. yeah. And for me, those two images of the white chairs on green look identical. Completely. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, which would be a very, which would be iconography that pro-grown, pro-military people would be very solemn about. You know yeah. what I mean? It would be, they'd be very respectful but towards that type of, imagery so yeah to yeah. have that be also something yes yeah. flipped completely I mean? these the we the, you don't have military graves for these people but we have these chairs and they look they're they they died at the hands of guns i just think that's the symbolism of that i i think was really impressive. yeah no it's yeah, it's yeah, it was cool there's yeah there's so many bits to it where you're like and the fact that yeah, it was going on for for months and months and like we've seen like Prankfortizing, you know, is a thing, and we've seen pranks like, but this was, this was a whole new level of just like planning and just and and just when it they executed it, I'd say the feeling of when they actually got him to deliver it, it it's recorded, we've got it. I'd say that feeling is just incredible. <laughs> just, oh, just stop, yeah. Just when they when they did it, did yeah. They, did they edit it really quickly before the next day, or did they just tell him? Yeah, I mean, so so we're looking at the the case study, I suppose. So I don't know what was seeded out straight away. If it was just um, and and if, if I remember correctly, 
I think there was a little bit of when they did actually start sending out to all of the um, to the press, there was a bit of a period of silence um, in terms of what ways this going to go. And I think mm-hmm. once one one of them kind of responded and got it out there, domino effect. People, yeah. you know, because it, it is a political one. I suppose you don't know who is on the board of these, you know, these uh, yeah. these companies that are just saying, well, we don't want to have anything to do with that. Um, and yeah. they could be on the NRA, you know, so it's um, there is that you, you could even, you, you know, it's executed. You got the speech, you hit record, it's there, you got it out there. And then you could be faced with the issue that nobody's going to dare, um, you know, post it. Um, but luckily they did. Um, yeah, well, I suppose like such a hate click type headline you can get out of it. Yeah. You know, what I mean, that image of him there in front of those chairs. Yeah. And like that just lends itself so well to social media. Oh, completely. And it, so like it's perfect for that. And, and even yeah. And even like in terms of like PR, just getting the, the one shot, you know what I mean? Even if they didn't have the, you know, they didn't have the case study, case study, they might have had um, like just when you see that shot and you see him standing there and just all of the deck chairs like you get it. You know what I mean? It's just um you don't need a you don't need a massive case study to tell the story but then when you do um and you you know there's there's other um you know studies where it kind of goes more into i think into what they did in terms of setting up the websites and uh, you know building that fake school and stuff um and i think that's a whole nother level to it but um yeah yeah just yeah super powerful as i said yeah it's a it's a serious gear change from the last one but it's kind of just uh yeah it's when they kind of came in to uh to present this or to go through it it's just it's yeah no um really good and the last two you've been able to talk to the people who've made them which i'm delighted with That's because we can actually yeah. have a little bit more insight yeah which is class. Well, it, a lot of times we're just like i wonder i know i know <laughs> well there's still bits where i'm like i was kind of just yeah. like i wasn't taking notes i was just so yeah, just hearing this cool. i'm like i'm sure i'm missing bits uh but yeah. like i was just so blown away by the yeah. by the commitment cool. and yeah it's great class yeah. okay um and what are we going to do for our final so the third one okay so from listening to a lot of your um podcast there's been lots of skittles in there um and i wanted to put something in there and yeah i was going back to the likes of the Jerry Graff stuff and Shiat Day and, and all that stuff, which is uh, amazing. Um, and then it kind of, it moved agency and uh, there was something, I don't know the year exactly, a couple of years ago, but it was, um, it was called Exclusive the Rainbow. So it was for the Super Bowl. Um, and what I love about it is like for the Super Bowl, you know, brands will spend millions and millions um, to try and get eyeballs on their commercial. And, they did the opposite. Um, I remember going to uh, Offset years ago and the Channel 4 creative team were in there and they they were doing a presentation and they had a line in there. It was like, uh, do it wrong. And it's something that's really just stuck with me. It's a bit of the, you know, when when other zig, you zag sort of thing. But it is, it's, 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 uh, it applies here where they just kind of said, no, we're not actually going to show it, try and get millions of people to see this ad. We're actually, you're just going to show to uh, one person, uh, one teenager, and he's he's the only person who's going to see our Super Bowl ad. Um, so, uh, with that in mind, uh, maybe we have a have a look. The Super Bowl. 
where $5 million buys you 100 million viewers. And that's the goal, right? Get as many people to watch your ad as humanly possible. I mean, how else would your brand ever get noticed? You can make an ad for one person. One person. Now, imagine that marketing meeting. Guy walks into his boss and says, hear me out. Uh, we're going we're gonna to make a Super Bowl ad, but we don't want the 100 million people watching the game to see it. We're going to show it to one random kid in California. That random kid was a real-life Skittle superfan named Marcos Menendez. Just three weeks before the big game, we announced he'd be the only person in the world to see our Super Bowl ad. And suddenly, he was famous. Marcos Menendez. My face was on the, the news broadcast and everything. A week later, we released four baffling teaser ads starring David Schwimmer, and the internet lit up. Whoa, what is this? Is this really a scene from the new Skittle Super Bowl ad that only one single person gets to watch? I'll tell you. Shut up! Nobody asked you! Then on Super Bowl Sunday, fans tuned in to watch Marcos react to the ad on Facebook Live. In fact, they watched him watch for almost 20 minutes. Marcos the rainbow! Taste the rainbow! And this is where it gets even crazier. Because unbeknownst to Marcos, we had gone to ridiculous lengths to customize the ad just for him. A doppelganger main character. Appearances by his actual mom and best friend. We even shot a scene from the ad inside his house. I'm in your closet, Marcos. Yes, it was a real Super Bowl-worthy ad. And yes, we really did go to unnecessary lengths just to blow the mind of one awesome kid. Wow. But look what it got them, right? Two and a half free minutes of advertising on GMA right now. Yeah, we got noticed. In fact, it was the most talked about Skittles ad of all time. We even made it onto multiple best Super Bowl ad lists. Pretty good for an ad which wasn't even on the Super Bowl and which no one besides this guy will ever see. Exclusive the rainbow. Taste the rainbow. Yeah, real interesting way to approach it. Like completely, uh, yeah, I love it. I, I love the fucking weirdness of it. It just fits Skittles. It's, yeah, yeah it's and it's not like, it, they kind of brought it on. It feels Skittles, but it's not, um, it, it's not like Chiat Day Skittles stuff. They've kind of brought no. it on and it's, it's a bit more... High concept, I suppose, and it's 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 Rick and Morty meta. Yeah, but, it's, it's that's yeah. But they didn't actually, so they didn't actually pay for a Super Bowl. Uh, it wasn't placed in the Super Bowl. They released it on the Super Bowl game day, um, so they had all of the teasers leading up mm-hmm. to it. So basically, David Schwimmer, uh, they picked the guy, this Carlos or Marcos Menendez from Canoga Park, just to, <laughs> and I don't know if you've seen him, but just a average you know um yeah high school student teenager, uh, yeah. yeah and he's just he doesn't seem to like uh he's like a character out of um uh, napoleon dynamite or something yeah, you know say, yeah, with a, yeah, yeah. a mustache and he doesn't but he doesn't actually seem to smile or anything at all until he actually sees the commercial uh but so they chose uh they chose him to to uh to watch this the only person who's going to see it but they had um david schwimmer do like four of these um, amazing ads uh, and they did the teasers and uh, throughout so Marcos Menendez knew that he was going to see it but all that anybody else would see is um, these kind of these teasers and they'd be wondering what is uh, you know Marcos going to see um, but yeah it uh, they went the extra level as well they shot the four commercials in his t- not only in his town like in his in his hangout spots they like um they got his mum involved in some of the ads, his best mate involved, and they shot some of uh, the commercial like in his bedroom and stuff. So when he saw it for the first time, he was like, "Oh my god!" Like so, it was a genuine uh, like. So they could have kind of left it at, at that in terms of 
well, let's get David Schwimmer to refer to him in the ad. But no, they, yeah. they shot the entire thing there. So I think just um, like, yeah, super smart in terms of they actually became, uh, they got into the top five Super Bowl ads that year or something, even though it wasn't, they didn't place it during the Super Bowl. Yeah. So it's just uh, like got five billion earned media impressions. And um, yeah, just a super smart way to approach it. I, I think the, the last two in particular with setting up the school and then this one of like going that extra mile um, to be in his bedroom and get his mom involved and stuff like that in this one. I love that as well. I love that attention. To, I, I always refer that to Aaron when we're doing something. It's like um, Disneyland detail. Because mm-hmm. I remember if you go to Disneyland, I remember being in the Animal Kingdom once and I end up like getting going behind like a kiosk or something. Yeah. And it was like a tree. And then behind the tree, there was like something carved into it that no one sees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it always stuck with me. It was like someone chose to yeah. put this here yeah. because that's Disneyland detail. Yeah. It's like every section is thought out and it's like has to be committed to being like 100 percent, no fucking around yeah. we're not on a sound stage here this is this is all in yeah, if you're yeah, gonna do world. it do it you know yeah. and i just yeah, yeah i love that about the last one about setting up the school and like the way they designed the logo all that stuff and then same with this one it's like if we're gonna do this let's do it do right it. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come on. All that media spend that they had to play with that because it's in yeah. by a super bowl spot <laughs> i know yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, like I, lo- I was looking back and i was like who even directed this um steve ason as uh, the director he, he's with mjz we actually he was um we talked to him about a commercial before but he's mm. he's done loads of um deadly stuff he did um mom song uh old spice um like he's still yeah. but even that like the like they have a top top comedy director that they brought in for it so like they did they did invest in ter- in terms of the production uh but then the media they just said the hell with that we're just gonna put this out and, and not mm-hmm. not do it during the game and and it, and it paid off but it's yeah i suppose what i like about the the last two is kind of um and what I kind of look for more and more is is that sort of what is that big idea? What is that big PR idea that is going to get earned media? And, and not just thinking about the, you know, the deliverables, you know, in terms of like, of course, I'd love to get in and do a killer uh, TV ad, like, a, you know, or a, a lovely uh, piece of radio or whatever. But then just a, there is something lovely about just thinking about the big idea and then the deliverables will follow we'll find a way to yeah. do this and uh mm-hmm. and uh yeah those those two ads are just um yeah a good example of that like not starting with the media plan and then trying to fit something into it you com- it's more yeah completely exactly. first uh, yeah and uh, they the skittles followed it up with uh broadway the rainbow i don't know if you guys saw that where it's like yeah we're just, we're not going to do the super bowl we're going to do a broadway and we're but again the ten the you know attention to detail and getting they got the, the actor from dexter I forget his name you know they got him involved and it was like um you know proper high production and they did the full yeah. soundtrack and everything but um yeah again it's that sort of that do it wrong um sort of thing that i kind of mm-hmm. keep coming back to which i love and it's something that i try to you know when i'm working on briefs like i i try to find the what's the wrong way to do this as well and it could be utterly wrong and, and nothing in it but then it could bring you to a place where it's like oh this is the this is way more interesting like i was i was watching i was hearing about you know um 
Super Bowl or the the tie dad. You know, this is a tie dad, and they were kind of giving their thoughts into this, and the creatives were saying they're really struggling because it was the kind of you know it was a, it was a typical you know whiter than white sort of brief, and you know they but then they kind of went about they went about it differently. They kind of went away from the brief for a little bit, and they stumbled upon something else. Mm more interesting and uh, that you know every if you look at every super Bowl commercial um it's a tie dad you know um <laughs> any clean any clean clothes color. yeah it's a tie dad um yeah. so it's so it's um yeah it's uh do it wrong is sometimes uh yeah the best advice you can get yeah definitely um i think super bowl's getting more interesting i think as the years go on because of the entry-level price point and because kind of i think brands aren't seeing as much from them as what they used to so now you have people trying to think around yeah them, you know and mm. i think this year like especially after the crypto bowl last year yeah with all the fucking ads that this year i'm looking forward to all the brands taking the piss out of crypto completely like, yeah that's what's going to be this year yeah <laughs> you'll have something with larry david talking about the one of the fucking um monkey yeah. fucking um, matt damon oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah or matt damon one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You'll have all this shit it's gonna be great i just can't be a great year for my money oh <laughs> 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 well, i can't i but it's if it, it's amazing though how when you look at the commercials as well like the super bowl ones it's still the same formula for like 80 percent of the brands it's just like mm. let's get a celebrity involved and you know let's you know and then the, the odd brand that does go against the grain, like remember Newcastle, I think Newcastle did it for the Super Bowl, where it was like they storyboarded like the Super Bowl commercial that you'll never get to see. And it was just a basically a storyboard with the voiceover. And it's just like, um, you know, if you it, it stood out, they didn't have the dollars that, you know, these other mm-hmm. um, companies had. And, uh, you know, it stood out. So <laughs> definitely a lesson in there. And even like yeah, there, sure. the, the crypto one that last year, like the one ad that I can remember uh, was just so odd. Uh, it was like the barcode just kind of. Screensaver. Uh, the one that caused yeah. all the controversy, yeah. like the fight about the idea. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like. The DVD screensaver. Yeah. Th- that was it. Um, but I was. Won, like, yeah, loads of, loads of awards, didn't it, Aaron? Hmm. Uh, but it was like, yeah. like if you were to script that, you're like. Oh God, this doesn't stand a chance. But then, I'm about to actually, get fired. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then, you know, they did it, and it's like it's the one ad that people like remembered and were talking about after. Yeah. You know, uh, was it Aaron? What, what wasn't it with that? Remember, you you talked about that on one of the podcasts that your man, who was in the company, said that they didn't need a creative agency for the idea, and then the creative agencies came out and going like three of them pitched this exact idea. Yeah. Two, yeah. There was this big. There was like two weeks of like essentially it, after, people coming with pitch, receipts. They decided being to, like you're talking um, shit. Yeah. Their own way and, and produced themselves, but the ideation came from one of the Accenture creative agencies. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, and that was so juicy when that was going on. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't stay quiet about. It. They're like, hold on a second, Just don't take all the credit for this when yeah, this came from. And they had the dates. They had everything backed up. Yeah, yeah, such a, such a risk, isn't it, to like come out with that stuff and like oh, stop, like yeah, the, the, very crypto of him, yeah, really bullish and just yeah, no, we don't need we don't need it, but, but <laughs> great, it, but it's great to see uh, the industry standing up, to, yeah, you know, and it's great. I don't like, I think it might have been uh, the same thing, but it, the Martin Agency, it was the MD of the Martin Agency, it, or it was a separate project, but was able to uh, call back on this page in this deck. This was mm-hmm. the idea because I think, I think that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I remember just seeing a tweet from from the MD from the Martin Agency and just like, 
oh wow that's amazing yeah. just great great yeah. stand up against these guys yeah exactly um, definitely like because they would have put so much work into the pitch and then didn't get the work and then you're going to say you gave like no credit either yeah and essentially your man came out and said that you don't need creative agencies after the creative agencies definitely put a shit ton of money Completely. into pitching them ideas yeah and it's like fuck off yeah, yeah. no it's, it's it's lovely when it just when they just quote back yeah. the exact slide yeah. you know yeah. I think my favorite, my favorite crypto one of last year. Now we've gotten into this is uh, I just love Larry David, so it was just Larry yeah. David's one. Um, it, no, I didn't really give a shit about the crypto, but I just loved Larry David. Is- anything I can get him in, like <laughs> <laughs> the uh, side side note, not about an ad, but uh, you obviously like Kirby enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeff, you know uh, Jeff Garland. Um, mm-hmm. I was over in LA and I was uh, in the. I went to the comedy store. Uh, on Sunset Boulevard to see he was doing a stand-up routine and he came in and he was kind of he was like he didn't have much prepared he said so he's like just ask me anything um you know and (laughs) and uh, my wife my girlfriend at the time uh she just put up her hand and she was like "Uh, my boyfriend does an amazing impression of you (laughs) and I was like oh my god and it's like it was a packed um you know comedy store like there was you know uh, over 150 people there and uh, the light just shines down on me and he's like really well, come on up and you, it was one of them where you could not just sit there uh, oh, or yeah. I, I would have been ruined so I just did I went up on stage and the light turned down on me and I just um, pretended to just be a silly little Irish fool sort of thing you know where it's like ah Jesus I can't believe you're doing this to me getting me up on stage sort of thing and, and you still uh, not <laughs> well I was just trying to endear them just like oh my god this poor little lad um and anyway he was like well let's hear it and I don't even have I can't even do an impression of it it's literally one it's literally two letters and I was like okay no no <laughs> And that was it. Like that is my. Well, it's not bad. It's not, it's not terrible. He does say that a lot. He does. He does. Uh, and he was like, "I was like, how is this going to land?" And he's like, "That's actually pretty endearing, you know." And and it got like a great applause from the crowd because they're just like a fair play to him, just like stepping up and, and doing it. Or whatever. But it was kind of one of them. Yeah. You still married her. I yeah. still, yeah, we still, like, if, if it bombed, if I didn't get any laughs, I would have left and, like, straight to LAX. I'm going home. Gone. gone. <laughs> gone. That's, uh, but, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, Great right. story to end it on. Um, and, uh, Peter, if anyone's looking to um, to reach out to you or get in touch with anything that you're working on, where where, where are the best for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, uh, email address peter.dobbin.publicist.ie um, or LinkedIn or, well, you know, yeah. uh, mail pigeon, uh, whatever. Whatever suits. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Okay, so they were they were three great ads. Um, thanks very much for everyone for listening and watching. If you're on a platform where you can rate or do any of those nice stuff, please do it. Um, if you want to look at any of the older episodes, please go to work with foe forward slash podcast, and you'll see some of them up there. I still haven't updated them all. Um, but other than that, we will see you next time. Thanks so much, Peter. Thanks, thanks, guys.